Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Living Well with Janet, where we explore what it means to live well. I'm your host, Janet, a yogi, meditator, plant-forward eater, and all-around wellness enthusiast. I'm also a second-generation Asian-American woman, an experimenter, and a deep thinker. Join me in my conversations and contemplations on the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, social, and environmental aspects of living well. The other day, I was at an event and meeting some new people, and someone asked me, what do you do for fun? And I paused for a while and answered, yoga? Reading? I like to go for walks? And I answered questioningly because even though I enjoy these activities, as I was saying these words out loud, I just was already starting to think in my head, wow, I sound so boring. And there is nothing wrong with these activities if that's what you do for fun, but I've just been thinking more about the kind of life that I want to live and the person that I want to be and the person that I want to be with. And I want a life filled with more fun. If you listened to our EBG episode from a while back where we had a psychic reading, episode 98, she told me that my future partner would be someone who really lived life. And whether you believe in psychics and that sort of thing or not, the thing that I realized from her reading is that I want to be able to have a lot of fun and play in my partnership. And if I am to attract someone who really lives life and engages in fun and play, I have to be more of that in my own life and to really be the type of person who has fun and who plays. So that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about play. Why is this so important? Why I personally have a challenge incorporating it into my own routines, and also how I'm personally trying to integrate it more into my life at the moment. I might turn this into a multi-part series, so if this is a topic you are interested in and want to hear me talk more about, please let me know in the comments. Before we get more into this episode, I want to chat a bit about a current wellness practice that I'm into. As I've shared in my last episode, I've been working more on my sleep again, and something that I heard from 
a dear friend of mine a while ago and also recently Googled and just kind of caught my eye is how drinking tart cherry juice can make it easier for you to fall asleep at night. I think part of this is because cherry juice is supposed to have high amounts of natural melatonin, but it has to be tart cherry juice. So I've been trying that out. Honestly, it hasn't really been working that much for me so far. I've only done it for about four nights. So I'll share more if, uh, if it's turning out to be anything. But yeah, that is my wellness practice for the moment that I'm experimenting with. If that's something you've heard of or you're experimenting with, let me know if it's worked for you or maybe I'm doing something wrong. Okay, back to play. Play is the act of doing something purely for enjoyment versus for any practical purpose. More often than not, we tend to prioritize the practical, which makes sense. I think our adult lives are often filled with so many responsibilities, whether that's responsibility to the people at work, to our partner, our kids, or to your parents, your sister, extended family, etc. And on top of that, personal and professional development is often something that we value, right? I know for me personally, I'm constantly striving to be better, even though I'm also trying to balance being gentle with myself. But I think it's natural in our lives as human beings that we want to live a good life and grow and develop. Needless to say, there are no shortage of tasks, activities, and engagements that we often just naturally prioritize for practical purposes. But the thing with play is that the entire purpose of play is the process itself. It is not about having any type of end goal, not about being productive, not about making income, nothing like that. So I'm going to say that again. The purpose of play is purely for enjoyment and the benefit is only in the process itself. And the more that I looked into play, the more I discovered about the many benefits of play. So if you haven't been convinced of incorporating more enjoyment into your life, here are some practical motivators. Did you know that play can change your nervous system? Because play is homeostatically regulating. Also, the act of play, which oftentimes means assuming different identities, allows people to become better leaders, more creative, and overall happier. Not only that, but learning to play properly can actually enhance our focus. There's an episode from the Huberman Lab that goes into a lot more of the benefits of play if you need a little bit more convincing. So I'll link that in the show description. But needless to say, I am convinced and I am actively trying to incorporate more play in my life. How did I go about doing this? Well, I first started thinking about what did I do a lot as a child? For those of you who have been listening for a while to the podcast, you know that I danced a lot growing up. I did studio dance, but then I also, you know, uh, did hip hop in college. And I've done a variety of different dance styles. Dance just always was something that brought me a lot of joy as a kid. And to this day is something that brings me a lot of joy. So I thought, hey, if I want to incorporate more play in my life, that's a great place to start. And when I thought about what type of dance I wanted to look into, the idea of a heels class came to mind. I've actually been meaning to check this out for a while. If you've been a OG longtime listener, you'll remember from some of our blogs that I gifted Mel some heels that are like specific dance heels for her birthday. Oh my God, this is probably like two birthdays. No, one, two birthdays ago. Um, I just never got around to actually taking a class. So this time I was looking more into it and I decided to check out Marissa Heartbreak's class at Playground LA. I saw a couple of her videos on Instagram, and I saw some of uh, some good friends who had also taken classes from her. And I just really, I dig her style, and I, I dig her vibe. So I decided to do that. And 
Another kind of maybe more personal reason why I decided on heels is, you know, I've shared multiple times now. I've, you know, recently went through a breakup, going through some things right now. And the truth is, when it comes to romantic relationships, I often feel like I'm a little behind and not super experienced um, in the fact that I'm coming out of a relationship. And I know that you know, there's probably shouldn't define relationships as failures. And there was a lot of great learning that came from it. But I really have been in a headspace of just feeling kind of down on myself. And I need to, like, increase my sense of confidence. Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than a leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. So I've taken three classes so far, and I wanted to share a couple of things that personal reflections of what I learned about myself from the experience and also maybe some tips for anyone out there who is interested in taking a heels class but hasn't quite been able to bring themselves to do it yet. So here's the first thing. Deciding whether you want to go by yourself or inviting a friend. I know that for a lot of people, um, especially if you don't take a lot of dance classes, it can be a lot more fun and a lot less stressful and less intimidating to go with a friend or a couple of friends. For me personally, when I go take a class for the first time, I prefer to go solo versus inviting other people to come along because part of it is I want to vet out an experience before I invite someone else to come. And um, also, I think sometimes when I have other people there, I'm more engaged in like making sure they're okay or I just I'm more stimulated by that and more I focus on that. So I almost would rather be going into a situation like fly on the wall, not have to worry too much. And the thing also is like I've been to a lot of dance classes in my life. I still get super nervous and I don't like being in the front, but I'm familiar with the with how a dance class runs. I know there's always the safety of the back of the room, things like that. So I guess that's one of the first things is decide for yourself whether you want to go check it out first alone or check it out with a group of friends. The second thing is for heels classes, you can actually buy specific heels for dancing. Now I think people in the class were also wearing just like you can wear any type of heel, but I think when you buy a specific dance heel, it's made to be a little bit more lightweight and support your foot better. And just as someone who spent a lot of years with my feet in like stilettos and feel like it's like fucked up my feet a little bit, I was like, you know what, I want to invest in a dance heel if I'm going to do this. So I would leave that as a tip too, is to look into getting a specific heel specifically for dance so that it's not as painful on your feet. And uh, you don't fuck your ankles or your feet up. 
I will say, though, that I bought a pair that are, like, more – I guess they're, like, ankle with a little bit of a peep for the toe. And they're nice, but when I went to class, I saw that there are actually so many other different styles. And I personally kind of want to check out a thigh-high boot. So that is what I'm going to look into next. But, yeah, heels, fun, lots of different ways to express yourself. Find a good one. Don't mess up your feet. The third thing I want to talk about is knee pads. I wish someone had told me this um, before taking my first class, that you should definitely bring knee pads because there is often tons of floor work in heels. And when you get more advanced, like if you look at the instructor, you know how to work your body weight so that you're not like going so hard on your knees. But I am not at that level. And so the first two classes I took, I came back. I, I can share photos if you guys want to see them, but my knees look horrible. I look super bruised up like I was in a really bad fight or I don't know, hurt myself skateboarding or running into coffee tables. So definitely suggest getting knee pads. I just got a pair off of Amazon and moving forward for the other classes, I'm always going to bring knee pads now. The other thing, overall, I guess like dance outfit. This is another thing that can lead to some insecurity. For me personally, I have taken lots of dance classes, yoga classes. That is kind of the mindset I went into in terms of like what I want to wear. I thought I'm going to go in like tights or not tights, I'm sorry, like yoga pants. And I mean, people go in all types of like outfits and it's really fun. I was like, I'm going to stick with my, you know, safe, tried and true dance kind of outfit uniform. But the thing with yoga dance leggings is that they're really tight. One of my insecurities for my body is that I get pretty bad camel toe. So I was like, you know what? I don't want to have to be feeling self-conscious when I'm out there. I'm going to go look up on Amazon some little like protector cup thing because I had heard from, I think, either the Kardashians or Mel, I don't know, <laughs> about how there are like basically like vagina cups. I don't know what else to call them. But yeah, I went on Amazon and I Amazon this like, it's kind of like a chicken cutlet, but for your, your private part, that private part. And here's the thing that I learned from doing that. Don't do it. I would not recommend it because when you are doing a fitness class, you sweat a lot. And when you sweat and you're wearing a chicken cutlet over your, you know, vajayjay and the pants are also tight, that thing will migrate and move everywhere. But at some point of the class, the vaginal cup thing was like on the side of my thigh. At another point, it went back into like another part of my body. I don't, it was uncomfortable. So I would definitely not recommend that. But I kind of wanted to share this because it was more about how I was trying to do something to solve, I guess, like an outfit insecurity. And I feel like my takeaway was I would have been better just going without trying to do to cover it up. Because the truth is, by the time we were out there and I was really feeling the vibes of everyone in the class, like nobody cares. You know, everyone is there to have a good time, to feel themselves and, and feel good about themselves. So I wish I had just not been so self-conscious, been okay accepting that camel toe happens, it's whatevs. Moral of the story, instead of trying to compensate for your insecurities, just accept them, embrace them. I don't think anyone else noticed my camel toe but me, you know, I think, hopefully, whatever, if they did. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I thought that I would be able to have a lot more fun in my first class than I did. And once again, maybe this is the um, Asian female high achieving part of me, but I found it really hard to get out of my own head. I think that as someone who grew up taking ballet and jazz classes for many years and who danced competitively in high school and in college, it was hard for me to not judge myself and to not hold myself to a certain standard, if that makes sense. Like I had this critical voice that just kept coming up, like nagging and being like, you know, you're, you should be getting these moves. Oh, like, you know, look at all those years that you paid for classes and all that kind of stuff. And all the years you've danced, like, shouldn't you be able to do this better? I just, I was like nagging myself in my head and judging myself for not being able to get the moves better, to be moving more, you know, big or, or, properly, to have more personality and presence. I got, it just, it was really challenging for me to not um, get down on myself. Also, at the end of classes, they do this thing where you go into, like, they divide you up into groups, and the teacher will go out and, like, select different people to come to the center. And I remember standing there and feeling so, like, vulnerable and, um, and like, self-conscious and, like, oh, my God, please choose me, choose me, you know? And I didn't get chosen at all in the first, my first class, and I just felt so down and, like, crappy about myself. Given after the second or third class, I realized she goes in and she chooses pretty much everyone by the t- by the end of the class. And oftentimes she's selecting maybe based off of um, girls of the similar height, girls whose outfits were going to look cute together because they do this like they video it at the end and everything. And when I was able to finally just like take on that mindset or that perspective, I was able to release and just really have fun and engage with everyone, cheer for everyone, um, not feel like I had to be in the corner practicing all the time, like scared of how I would look when I got into the center, which, you know, it's hard not to do to get out of your head. But honestly, like that's part of the barrier that I had to go through in order to get to a place where I was really enjoying it. So I would encourage you. Um, That leads me to kind of, I guess, another takeaway is if you didn't enjoy going your first class because you felt really nervous and you were like critical of yourself or you didn't didn't think you did well, or maybe you're like, oh, everyone in there seemed really competitive. Honestly, it's probably you are in your own head about it. Go back a second, third, maybe fifth time more. You'll see that progressively, hopefully, It'll become more just a good time and about having fun. So that was my experience of my first heels class. It took me like three classes in before I started really having fun and enjoying it. And I plan to continue taking them. I actually met an ABG listener. Shout out to Ronnie. Thank you so much for coming up and saying hi and also catching. She probably saw that I was like really nervous in the corner. I think this was my second class when I met her. And uh, uh, she was offering to like take video and tag me. And I was very appreciative of that because I was like over here like, oh, I feel like I should get video of this. I want to share it with you guys. And I'm also super like uh, self-conscious about this. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying here. Either way, 
For anyone out there who has been thinking about taking a heels class and has not yet, I encourage you to give it a try. Find a friend, go a couple of times, get knee pads, find good heels, and have a blast. And let me know how it goes. Thanks for listening to my story. If you have other ways that you have fun that you would like to share with me that I would love to pull as inspiration as I'm looking for ways to incorporate more fun into my life, please let me know. Leave them in the comments, DM me. And also, if there's other topics that you want to hear me cover, let me know about that as well. Once again, this is your host, Janet. I can also be found on Asian Boss Girl, the podcast for the modern-day Asian-American woman with my good friends, Helen and Mel, who are also hosting their own shows, which you can catch on the same feed, new episodes every Tuesday. You can follow ABG on Instagram at Asian Boss Girl and me, Janet, at Janet W. That's Janet, the word double, and the letter U. Thanks, everyone, and I'll catch you next time. Bye!